Welcome to the Itoka Group podcast, where we discuss a range of topics from my life as a consultant working in both the public and private sectors. My name is Shara Itoka, and I am a Liberian entrepreneur based in Kigali, Rwanda. Currently, my consulting portfolio includes work with textile entrepreneurs. I am a huge fashion enthusiast, and one of my favorite Made in Rwanda brands is Motions. Today, I'm having a conversation with Moses Turahirkwa, the founder and creative director of Motions, one of Rwanda's top fashion brands. Established in 2015, Motions reimagines the eclectic visual heritage of Africa. Through innovative and artful elevation, they design contemporary luxury apparel for a global audience. Welcome, Moses. Thank you so much for having me. Motions is a standout brand in Rwanda and beyond. It's unique, but also classic, and the emphasis on cultural heritage contributes to the beauty of the brand. Yeah. How does Motions integrate contemporary and traditional textiles? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, the whole essence of designing uh, and having a signature of Motions is combining or fusing the contemporary styles with the uh, cultural heritage. So we root so much from the culture, the Rwandan culture and African culture. And then we use some of the materials that were used in Aide from the 20s to the 80s. Those are the, the materials that are celebratory, uh, culturally like um, protective and uh, different aesthetics in terms of design, where we see some of the motifs that were developed in the 50s by the royal families through what we call the different patterns of Rwandans in terms of architecture. So it's different of um, most of the cultural aesthetics and motifs that influence our designs. Then we combine it with the tailored kind of Western couture. So it's a fusion and it's a flavor for motions and that's what makes us unique. I love the fusion. Yeah, <laughs> it's you. one of my favorite brands to wear, as you know very well. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for always supporting <laughs> our very own views. Absolutely. Yes. I'd love to learn more about your designing process in regards to the ways that you create while respecting tradition and culture. You describe mm -hmm. drawing from royalty and a time period way before you were even born. So how do you design mm -hmm. with dignity in mind? You wouldn't want people to see it and not understand how mm. beautiful and not respect mm. the aesthetics. Mm. So how do you keep that in mind while you're designing and honoring Rwandan culture? Yeah, I keep it in mind when I'm designing through my design process, because every time the say I design a new collection, that's where I sit and take the time back to see how the concept is going to be, what is the collection going to tell. So for me, the story is key, the story that I want to tell, and it never go far from the, the cultural aesthetics, as I said. So I say, um, because I think we have a, a rich heritage, and I feel like I'm always getting the source of inspiration from that heritage that is like endless. So from a certain heritage, I develop and I see how I start to develop the silhouettes that I'm going to use. Um, the silhouette which will be mostly contemporary, but then 
the touch in terms of the design because fashion design is two things. When we think of fashion, then we think of design. Fashion, I think it as a part of making, which get mostly influenced by the contemporary design, but then design comes with this cultural aesthetics that needs to be integrated in my design. So fashion for me is more of the contemporary then design is more of the Rwandan and the cultural heritage. And that's how I keep the dignity to have the balance of the both and to celebrate that fusion of both. So for me, the culture cannot go alone and the fashion cannot go alone. So whatever I have design, I have the contemporary and the cultural together. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful. And I think, Moses, oftentimes people underestimate the power of fashion. Yeah. Fashion has a great impact, not only on your consumers, yeah. but also on your employees, the environment, the economy. The industry is so impactful and our values matter and dictate what we create. Tell me about your values, Moses, as an individual creative director and also your values of the Motions brand. How do you ensure that your values and the brand's values are always reflected in the collections you create? Okay. Definitely, uh, we have some values when we're creating, also as a brand, how we associate with our clients and how we communicate what we communicate through our creations. And uh, some of the, the values are, you know, uh, the design integrity and uh, uh, the communication, a clear communication and the respect, uh, I would say, like, um, in terms of, you know, equality or through the humans and the, and everything. So we respect everyone that comes to us, however they are, no matter the region, the country where they are from. And that's one of the qualities also that I adopt in terms of designing because I design for people without choosing or being very selective. So that's some of the, mm-hmm. the qualities that we stand for. Great. And if I say to you, there is a need for integrity in fashion, Mm. just broadly, what does that mean to you? Yeah, broadly, I think it means that we, uh, fashion needs a concept of consistency of actions. So uh, whenever you're designing or you're having something in mind, we have, we need to have that consistency. And I feel like we have to go with the values, methods or measures that um, are from the outcomes. And also it's integrity for me is regarded as, you know, honesty and the truthness of accuracy of our designs or our actions through everyday life as designers or people who sell our products. Thank you, Moses. Yeah. I recently learned that year 2021 mm. was declared the international year of the creative economy yes. for sustainable development yes. at the 74th general assembly of the united nations mm. how would you describe motion's contribution to the growth of the creative economy in rwanda i think we have really been uh, impactful and i think uh, uh, also on the fashion scene and the rwandan economy because also we supposed we are considered to be uh, amongst more and medium enterprises rising also in the creative industry. And I think we've been uh, uh, ranked among the top fast uh, designers through uh, that are developing the country in terms of voicing for the country because the creations we create goes really um, broad, it goes everywhere and it goes with the signature of a cultural ethics. And I feel this is something uh, we see that 
people who approach us or the Rwanda is proud of and we get to be also part of um, like this um, great initiatives initiated by the country like Visit Rwanda, uh, Made in Rwanda, different initiatives that we are part of and that we are being part of the developing of the economy through the people who come and export or carry our creations with them. Mm-hmm. In 2019, you won the RDB Business Excellence Award. Yes. Well-deserved. <laughs> Thank you. And that's a reflection of the contribution that you're making. Yeah. On your journey, Moses, Yes. what type of support have you received from different actors? It could be your family and community. The government has obviously recognized you, other designers, Collective RW mm. as, as a coalition, other institutions. Can you tell me about the support you received along your journey? So the support I received, it's uh, a bit tricky because, first of all, it was not uh, when I started the fashion design. It was not something really common and uh, very understandable for different sectors, I would say. So it was so hard uh, to push the passion through without um, a very big initial support. So I was struggled so much to have something to convince to people that I can do. And so that was um, a, a big, but I recognize some of the efforts through different implemented programs that helps designers or creative industry to strive. And I would say that's among the Made in Rwanda campaign. It's not like it helped me personally or the brand personally, but it's something we get to gain some uh, visibility from, uh, to get the visibility through the Made in Rwanda campaign because it's a huge campaign that uh, leads people to come to us and to see what we are doing locally and being able to be supported, I would say, financially for actually people to drive and buy our creations so they support the business. And that's a huge support from the government institutions like uh, Minicom and being able to implement that. Another support is also... Um, never been like um, an investment or money injection, but more of the opportunities towards the visibilities and towards leading people to come to us. It's uh, also through like Made in Rwanda, if you get to be some among the people to be visited through the program of Made in Rwanda, to be one of the business to visit that creative industry, it's huge for us because we get that visibility and of course have the support through that. And another platform is uh, Collective Rwanda, which is um, a great platform to be with other designers and to be able to do a lot of things together than one brand on its own, organize some shows because maybe some I wouldn't be able to do the show on my own, but once we do it together as a collective, that's a big support. And I'm really thankful and grateful to have uh, um, a team of designers who can understand each other and to work towards uh, same goal, so um, keep uh, elevating and supporting each other in that sense. That's wonderful, Moses. And especially now with the pandemic was unprecedented. Last year, last March, Rwanda went into its first lockdown and the pandemic, COVID-19, has changed the way so many of us do business. The fashion industry definitely wasn't spared either. Mm. So, Moses, what are your predictions for the future trajectory of Rwandan fashion in this COVID-19 context? Are you optimistic? I'm, I'm very optimistic, I'll say. Yeah, and uh, it's, uh, I think 
also sometimes I was saying with my friends, like, what do we expect? Because this pandemic is there, of course, it's been there for quite some time and it has affected things in different ways. But I was always like, what is going to happen in the fashion scene? Not only even in Rwanda, but globally, how are the fashion so things been improving? But I think this is also another opportunity for creatives or thinkers to think beyond what's the usual, because I think it's going to be um, a huge impact in the near future, let's say after the pandemic, or we don't know when the pandemic is finishing, but then we are thinking of different ways to solve the problems, to live with the pandemic, but keep on creating or keep sharing the designs with the rest of the world. So I'll say maybe like the integration of the online platform, going more digital mm-hmm. and uh, having different approach to the consumer it's key because I think this is what being implemented also in Rwanda for creatives. I think it's just another opportunity to rethink of the projection, to rethink of uh, the strategy, to thrive the business and see to just integrate or like work with the situation around. So um, mm-hmm. it's not like we really have to see because no one is sitting, but more of finding solutions to cope with the current situation. Mm -hmm. And tell me more about the online platform. I believe you're one of the first Made in Rwanda brands to have such a presence online. Yeah. Has it been successful for you so far? So far, yes. And uh, I think it was, uh, we were lucky because we got to have this online platform actually in the middle of the pandemic. And it it was a huge uh, solution for us and our consumer who couldn't access the shop physically or uh, who couldn't still travel to Rwanda and get the chance to have a piece from the shop. So it's been helping really. And when the shops are closed, the online shop is still working. We receive the orders and the response been very positive through um, from the people of, from all around the world. So I think it's something that been helping, uh, very helpful uh, to, especially in this moment of COVID. So I'm really grateful we've been able to put it together and have it uh, shared. It was really positive. Great. As you know, Moses, I'm a Global Challenges faculty member at the African Leadership University. And I have several students Mm. interested in arts, design and culture. Mm. I I supervise a few of them uh, through their capstones and they're always looking to learn from people who've done it. Yeah. And motions always comes up. Yeah. They're always like, well, motions, motions. <laughs> Glad to hear that. And I would love to give you the opportunity. Yes. <laughs> yes. To share your advice. What advice would you give African students interested in starting their own fashion brand? Yeah, I would say the advice is really uh, big, but then I would say a few of the things I would advise them is that really the African fashion market is still virgin. So there is a room for everyone who have this uh, vibe of creating, of adding the spice on the African creativity. Because as I say, we have a huge heritage to learn from. We have a huge cultural references that can influence our creations. And another advice is I think whenever we are creating, whenever we are thinking of 
having something to establish our own brands and the other thing, we let's think more also on the, the cultural reference because this is what can make the African uh, fashion also recognized. I was learning from uh, the fashion studies how, um, you know, Italy happened to take over, to revamp its fashion industry from France because when the... Uh, all the fashion scenes started in France, then Italy came, then London, and then uh, England came. But always I learned that the cultural implication, the cultural influence was a huge breakthrough for um, the fashion scene to be um, thriving, to have a success and its uniqueness. So in Africa, we have a huge heritage. I would encourage and advise to everyone who want to start the brands, who want to do the fashion or in other creative sector to always take that into consideration. Let's share our culture to the world because I think it's our time now and we really have the space in the fashion industry. We can do amazing. So keep up the open mind, the creative mind, because everyone will have a room for it as long as we have the dedication for it. Okay, this is great advice. And you made me think about fashion brands that I love. Yeah. And I want to hear from you as a designer. Yeah. Besides wearing motions, who do you appreciate on the African continent as a fashion brand? I have many fashion brands I appreciate on the continent. I would say Mangosa from South Africa. Mm. It's a brand that's also rooting from the culture by creating really contemporary designs. And uh, I have uh, David Lale is also South Africa. I have... Um, Orange Culture in Nigeria, mm-hmm. uh, Mafi from Ethiopia, uh, Katungulu Mwenda in Nairobi. So um, I really follow also many other African creatives and most of them really inspire me. And I feel like, yeah, if we keep doing this together, keep inspiring and keep the creations, we can really do um, a lot. I hope that you continue to be inspired and to inspire all of us. I have my last question, which is about your drive. Yeah. Since 2015, you've been in this industry and growing and thriving. What drives you to keep growing and keep designing? Yeah, I really, this is the question that I get to be asked most of the time. And I think the answer is really simple and always... Uh, same, I'm always driven by my passion. You know, the passion is a huge drive because there is a lot of challenges, as I say, a lot of challenges, especially starting from a virgin, uh, an existing fashion scene, I'll say. But the passion and the love you have for something and always the hunger to learn new things each and every day so you can implement it. That drive is always coming from the passion I have for fashion because it's something that I feel with my whole heart like, yeah, I think I cannot see myself doing otherwise or something else. So that drive is crucial. It always keeps you going whenever you even feel discouraged or you feel like there is a barrier to something. You remember like you are meant to do this. Like this is what you have to do. So you have to make a way out of it and and keep doing it. So passion is a huge drive for everyone who wants to do something, not even only in passion, but you feel like whenever you have your whole heart on something, so you always find a way to make it. A perfect note to end the podcast with. Thank you, Moses. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Chara. It's an absolute pleasure. 
then thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today on a dynamic discussion of integrity, dignity, and the creative economy in Rwanda. If you would like to connect further, you can reach me at theitokagroup.com. My social media handle is at theitokagroup. Thank you.